What's your price to eat a bowl of one-month-old Greek yogurt every Thanksgiving for the rest of your life? Or to never dance again? Or to only wear clothing made exclusively by you? Let's find out. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical, get reflective on the subjective, and heal the pain as we tickle your brain, we're your hosts, Ann Ruben Corney and Lindsay Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special and healing guest, Igor Hiller. Igor Hiller, the man, the myth, the legend, the life coach, here to maybe help coach our lives a little bit with help someone help someone help i don't have anything help uh, 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 help. yeah with mysticism yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we're that. gonna help with mysticism oh. <laughs> igor welcome great to have you here thank you thank you it's um it's it's really an honor it's an honor to discuss financials with you and i think if i mean i i don't feel on the clock here this feels like for fun but if either of you, you know, do have something that you're looking to transform, you're looking to make some changes, you're looking for something new in your life, I'm here for it. I think I make fun of Lindsay a little too much sometimes. And I think we should maybe talk about that. No, I really don't want it to change. I feel like it motivates me in a way that I really value. So please don't change that if you wouldn't mind. Can we turn it around? Can you maybe poke at me a little bit so this bear can change? Oh. That's a, it sounds like Aaron's making a request. Oh, yeah. You want a, you want a delicate roast every now and again? <laughs> yeah. So as a life coach, how would you help guide what is functionally a fruitless relationship here? Sorry, not fruitless. Sorry, let me rephrase it. Yeah, come on. There's some fruit here. Okay. What I meant to say, what I really should have said is a one-sided relationship in which I roast you and help you grow and you give me nothing. I give you a helping hand. I lend an ear and a shoulder. Oh, your ear is a great helping hand, actually. Igor, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. I mean, it, it, it's amazing to see uh, the the dysfunction or function right in front of me. I mean, it's really beautiful. It sounds, Aaron, it sounds like you, like to you, like poking is a way that you feel love and that you you learn and, and get stronger from. So, I mean, I think that's really good to know for anybody that's close to you. It's valuable information. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. Igor, how have you been? Have I been? Yeah, how's it going? You've lived your whole life up till now. How's it gone? Oh, wow. How have I been? Up, down, and all around. I think probably the most important thing in my life right now is pickleball. I mean, I, I started to, I, I played it for the first time on Saturday. My girlfriend's best friend taught us, and I've kind of lost my mind about it. It's all I think about. <laughs> They're too far away now, but I got shoes that they're Wilson shoes they you know they make the tennis balls and they say pickleball mm -hmm. on them so they're special pickleball shoes made for there's like a gel insert in them and they're clearly made for the 60 plus crowd and i i do have a goal i'm pretty competitive and i haven't had anything to be competitive about recently and i have a goal of making it to the u.s open pickleball championships and playing i think you can do it if you set your mind to it were you an athlete before did you ever play tennis or something that has taught you paddling skills I fucked around with ping pong. <laughs> oh, you you f with the pee pee? I do, I do f with the pee pee, Aaron. <laughs> I feel like pickleball. I thought pickleball was like tiny tennis, but it it actually is. I think giant ping pong. That's what I've come to realize. Wow. Okay, that's a really valuable distinction. Thank you. What other sports are large or small versions of another sport? 
Oh, like is golf is golf tiny bowling? No, I don't think I don't think golf is tiny bowling. Do you know what golf and bowling? Are? I think mini golf is tiny golf. Yeah. Have you played either thing? <laughs> I want to know. I want Aaron to describe golf and bowling. Just to make sure we're on the same page. Well, when a putter <laughs> loves a hole. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Got there it. you go. And that's how golfs are made. I always think of ping pong being teensy tiny. It's literally called table tennis. Yeah, yeah. But I guess because you don't have the ball, the the in pickleball, the ball is not a super bouncy ball. Is that true? How do you play pickleball? You just hit hit a wiffle bat with a ball. You hit a wiffle ball with a bat. All right, let's take this me- metaphor, Lindsay. You want to wiffle this bat right over the ball with question Juan? Yeah. So, guys. What's your price to eat a bowl of one-month-old Greek yogurt every Thanksgiving for the rest of your life? I like Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt's great. I was curious about something with this cue. I feel like yogurt keeps pretty well. Oh, yogurt keeps great. Because already yogurt's kind of soured, right? I mean, sort of, a little. It's already expired in a sense, right? It's fermenting. Yeah. Yeah, but when yogurt, have you ever seen yogurt that's gone bad? It's fucking gross. Yeah. My boyfriend was out of town for a while and we went back and we looked in his refrigerator and there was an old yogurt in there. Oh my God. What did it look like or smell like? It looked like a small, like a turbulent ocean of <laughs> of molds and just like general ick. Wait, it was it had molded? Properly molded, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Has it been expired? It's gone south and then it's been a month? It's one month expired. So I guess you're kind of taking the day that you wouldn't want to be eating it based on the label and sticking on a good 30 and then showing up at Thanksgiving and saying to your host or hostess, that was a real treat. And then diarrhea. Ew. Can eating mold kill you? It can cause intestinal distress because you're eating bacteria and microorganisms that are just flourishing in that month. Lindsay, I hate to talk about it so much, but your gut, it's going to be in a rut. Well, it's a rut gut. Is there a world where like, it's like super, like the good bacteria in yogurt becomes extra, extra good? Yes. The kombucha. I feel like that's a controlled thing though. Prebiotic. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking postbiotic guys. It's basically, it's expired food. You're eating expired food. Every Thanksgiving for the rest of your life. A bowl of it. I got to get really clear. Are we saying that it's a month, it's after the expiry date, expiry yes. date? Yes. Okay, so that's it? Yeah. Okay, that's a different story. That's not so good. And it's on Thanksgiving. Can you still eat the Thanksgiving meal? Yes. First. But you're probably going to want it first. Really? You guys think first? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. after you eat the most disgusting shit ever, you're not going to be like, I'd like an extra heap of mac and cheese, please. I don't think. I mean, there's an argument that you can, yeah. Are we all in agreement you don't mix it in with anything? You're eating it straight, right? Like, if you're doing it, you're doing it. You're going to eat a bowl of it. Oh. I think it's something that may have to evolve over time. Because the first time you have it, you might be like, okay, I'm never going to do it that way again. I really have to put something in there so that I don't, so that I can actually get it down. You know what I mean? Oh, so you could mix. What do you think would make a yogurt like that taste a little better? How about you can't sterilize it though, right? You can't like use it as turkey stuffing and then bake it, right? You have to eat it as, you can mix it in something. Yeah, you got to eat it straight out of the bowl. 
or you can mix it in maybe, right? You could add some cranberries. Put some cranberries in there. Throw a little cranberries in that thing. That could help. It'll probably ruin cranberries for you though. Oh, cranberries are, I wrote off cranberries at the moment. It's like me with yeah. uh, cranberry vodka in college. Now I'm done. Can never drink it again, yep. No. Yeah, that's Smirnoff. Remember they had all those flavors? Now it's all over for me. Boy, do I. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, what's your price to have Thanksgiving end poorly, followed by a few days of misery in a very public manner? Because this is the thing you're doing every year. Everyone will know what's happening. Yeah, I mean, that the public thing actually to me helps because imagine you alone eating this bowl. Like your secret shame. Yeah, that's really sad. But if you're surrounded by family and friends, I mean, assuming you like your family, it could be nice to have some support. Maybe everybody's cheering for you. Maybe you're a TikTok star now. You're, you know, weird yogurt, yogurt person. Lindsay, what does a Texas vegan do when they gather with their family for Thanksgiving? They endure ridicule. <laughs> For the majority of the time. And if not ridicule, just kind of like, Lindsay's not going to eat that. No, Lindsay's not going to eat that. Sometimes (laughs) I'll make something and like not tell people that it's vegan. And they're like, this is really great. And I'll be like, well, it's not real meat you're eating. And then they'll flip the table over and it it ruins Thanksgiving. So if you pulled out a bowl of just disgusting, moldy madness would they just be like oh that's a vegan thing like would anyone question it most things i do are questioned pretty heavily when i'm home so i would say yeah they'll they'll question it but also if my family knew that i was like getting paid for it i think that it might turn into like a fun thing that we do great it's time my, my family also really loves to see me like suffer and be uncomfortable so they would be like oh it's about time for Lindsay to uh eat expired food and be sick for two days <laughs> it would be a bit of a party. It'd be a gift for them. Yeah, exactly. They would really enjoy it. Now, we've said many times on our program that we don't advocate bulimia, but I'm pretty sure I would become bulimic You say once that all the year. time here? Uh, it's, it's a consistent disclaimer we give mid-episode, so we're just doing it early today. I like taking a stance not advocating for bulimia in opposition to all <laughs> the people out there constantly pro-bulimia. Oh, there's a super pack. I don't know about you, but I would cleanse myself of it quickly. Yeah, that might happen naturally, too. I mean, just smelling it and seeing it and the consistency. I mean, it's so congealed and curdled and gross. It's really gross. I mean, yogurt already you have to sort of really be okay with. I think if I was paid a million dollars a year for that act, I feel like I could do a lot of good with that money and I wouldn't feel so bad about what's to come what you're gonna like donate it to charity i said what are you gonna do with that money okay that's personal a million dollars a year a million dollars a year Lindsay. (laughs) my number is very different so i would say in my mid-30s i'm gonna die in five years what (laughs) what is your lifestyle (laughs) you really need igor services (laughs) (laughs) gotta talk I mean, I I'll know. pay yeah. you to work with me. Let's say fifty. <laughs> let's say fifty million dollars. Fifty million dollars. Yeah. You really do not want to eat this old yogurt. Oh God, I hate moldy stuff. If there's a little mold on a berry at a Safeway, and I buy a banana from the other side of the Safeway, I'm still going to be nervous. Wow. Don't I see your look? Don't judge me on my banana shopping. I'm not judging you on your banana shopping at all. 
So this is a one-time payment. You get a one-time payment and then you got to do it every year. Is that how it works? Let's say yes. Can I push back a little here? I just, I've got some feelings. Oh yeah, deal it out. So you said 50 million. So if somebody offered you 40 million, you would say no. Is that right? Maybe. Okay, so 40 might be it. I was going off of the a million a year. If you went up to me and you said a million dollars a year to do this. Okay, you know what? Fine, fine. I guess if I'm thinking about it in that sense, if someone paid me half a million dollars a year, I think that's still worth it for the Mm -hmm. lifestyle and the health risk. Because every year you're older, your immune system is weaker. This can mess you up more. That being said, this could strengthen you in a way that science has never discovered. Yeah, fine. Okay, so I'll say 25 million and you can take that to the bank and smoke it. I've been thinking about this, guys. I don't really agree with Thanksgiving as a holiday. Oh, personally, I think that it is offensive to the indigenous people of America. I don't really celebrate, though I do always love an excuse for, you know, a themed meal. But like, I don't agree with the holiday. I think it's pretty fucked up, honestly. So what I could do is eat the yogurt as like a grand, I'm sorry for what we (laughs) white people did to you and take an amount Mm. and then give it directly to indigenous groups. Both of you are so charitable. It's really admirable to, to meet two charitable people like this. But that's, that's really interesting, Lindsay. What's your number? Do you have a number or no? Well, knowing I'm giving it to indigenous groups, I want to I wanna go high. But I also don't want to lose the bid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to say every year for Thanksgiving, I'll eat expired yogurt and get $500,000 for it. And then immediately goes to wherever else. Because I feel like anything less than that, might not be enough, but that is, feels like a hearty chunk that can go to a different group wherever mm. every year for the rest of my life. So 40 times 500,000 is... You think you'll die in 40 years? I mean, it's a, it's a guess. It's a guesstimate, which is 20 million. So you're just shaving off five from mine. Yeah. Before we even get to Igor's answer, what are you thinking he's going to say? It's really interesting to me. I, I'm trying to figure out how much less than us he's going to go? I think Igor is going to glow ball. And I think Igor is going to go like 50 grand or something. I'm going to say it's in the hundred of thousands. So all time, like for the, my, I calculated I'll die in 50 years. And I'm going, I'm asking 170,000. All in or per year? That's total. So per year, 2,800. 2,800 a bowl. Wow. Here's how I calculated it. It's really gross. I would scarf it. I would have it over here and I would I would tip it and then like that and just get through it. Probably in two minutes it would be done. I'm on the floor, I'm clutching my stomach, moaning, maybe vomiting right away. I don't know. Shitting soon. I don't know. $2,800 I feel like is a great vacation. Oh. That's what I want for it. I I would want, I think that's a really good deal, frankly, is I get a great vacation for eating a horrible bowl. And I think that's a pretty cool, pretty cool deal. I like the math. Yeah, I can't fight you on that. Igor, I don't know if you know this, but every week we pull our audience and we like to see what they have to say about these questions. That's so fun. The high here is a billion dollars. The low from our audience is a thousand dollars. Wow. That is not a lot of money. 59% of everyone polled 
pulled under a million dollars. Very few people were over a hundred million dollars, about 15%. One person put $400 million. Let's see here. And they said, I have a thing about eating anything expired. I would need major (laughs) financial motivation and it would still be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I have a thing about eating expired. Sure. Yeah. Survival. I mean, as we all should, because that's how (laughs) humans survive. Yeah. I have this weird That looks rotten. I should eat it. (laughs) I don't need expired stuff. I don't know. That's just me. (laughs) And I like music. Speaking of music, I don't know if you guys like salsa on your chips, but I'm feeling like a crunchy carol. And I'm wondering if we want to just salsa over to question two. (laughs) Let me ask you this. What is your price to never dance again? For some reason I hear that question and I think, I'm never going to dance again. Mm. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. That's a very good song. Classic. It's really good. Trumpet. It's uh, incredible. George Michel. Okay, so here's my question to you two about this. What is dancing? That's all the time we have for today, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I would say it's moving your body to a rhythmic beat. Okay, so there's, there's some beat... And you're trying to match it in some way, trying to hit that beat with your bod. I think it's all about intention. Dancing is only dancing if you want it to be dancing. Oh, Hmm. okay. Because when I, let's say you uh, get out of the pool and you do a little shuffle just to get some of those drips to slip. (laughs) Get this guy a towel, sure. Those drips are slipping. (laughs) (laughs) You know. That little shimmy you're doing just to dry up from the thigh up. That's just a practical shimmy. It's a practical shimmy. That's not a dance. <laughs> so that's not a dance. And and by Lindsay's definition, there's no beat. There's no beat there. So how can you be dancing? It's intention. It's an but artistic also, intention. Am I dancing right now? I'm moving around a little bit. I don't know. It feels like dancing. Do you do you intend it to be dancing? It feels like not, dancing to me. If that doesn't I got a if, beat in my head. I think it's intention. It's getting tricky. If you do a little shimmy, you do a little soiree, and you mean it to be dance, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And does it include kind of like making fun of dancing? Like, oh, look at me. I'm dancing. Like that. Then you start a dance workout practice called facetious with feet in the middle of facetious. Feet seetious. Facetious. Feet seetious. She feeds us. Where it's like, I'm not dancing. <laughs> I'm not dancing. Nobody's dancing. dancing. Nobody's dancing over here. <laughs> Do you guys dance a lot? Oh, no, never. <laughs> like that? For those of you that couldn't see Igor, he was dancing as he said that. <laughs> it was more of a shuffle. A shimmy. A shimmy, shimmy, sham. I'm not like a huge dancer. Like, I'm not a dancer by trade. But I enjoyed cutting a rug. I danced for my dogs often. They love the show. <laughs> I like to break out a move when people least expect it. I don't know. I like I like to have the opportunity to dance if I freaking feel like it. Yeah. It would be very sad for me to not be able to. If you uh, you would be in a place where if you hear the song you can dance if you want to, you would shed a tear. I would because I couldn't dance if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing's a core thing. It seems to have been around forever before, you know, probably before language, who knows. So it's like cutting off a part of our humanity, but you know what would be cool is if you don't feel like dancing and then somebody's like, "Come on, dance." Come on, let's dance. And then you could actually say like, like, no, I don't. I know I don't dance. I don't dance. And it would be true. I'm paid not to dance. Yeah, I simply can't. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who if I couldn't dance, 
they would be like, that's for the best. Oh, no. That can't be true. Yeah, I mean, not that anyone really cares that much. <laughs> that would be so sad if that happened. And then, like, a bunch of people came forward to just be like, yes. Lindsay can no longer dance. Her moves are so violent. That would make me want to see your dancing more. Just to be like, wow, <laughs> that it's made that much of an impression. It's all just like karate chops. <laughs> well, there's a super pack called No Dance for Linz, and They're really powerful. They'd be, they'd be thrilled. Very powerful. But yeah, packs are getting out of control, it feels like. I come from a family that's a long lineage of bad male dancers in my family, and it is celebrated at family gatherings that, you know, my father is the worst dancer you'll meet, but the most confident and therefore best dancer you'll ever meet. You know, his choreography is not dialed in, but his moves are hilarious, uncoordinated, and graceful as a dizzy swan. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that dizzy swan is cheered for and beloved and relished by all the dogs Relish. in the kennel. So to me, the loss of being able to dance, albeit poorly, would be a big loss in terms of heritage because I couldn't carry the torch in my time. It would cut you off from your family. It would just reduce my utility in my family. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like any, any positives and I'm having trouble. I'm having a lot of trouble. There's no positives. There's really no positives to this. For most people, I'm sure there's some people out there who like can't think of a reason that they would ever dance again. But I'm talking like this means at a wedding, you can't even pop out. This means like, like be these huge moments of your life shout. you're missing Come out on. on. You know, you, you just say no. The Macarena at the baseball game? Say no. Can't do it. I love the Macarena. I would be so sad to not be able to Macarena. Do you know what the song The Macarena is about? No, ma macaronis? Or? No, that's La Cucaracha. Oh. Can I read you an English translation of the Macarena? I just want to tell you a little bit about the English translation. Macarena is a person, right? It's a Spanish female name. So the lyrics are... Give your body some joy, Macarena, because your body is for giving joy and good things to it. They all want me. They can't have me. This part's in English, so they all come and dance beside me. If you're good, I'll take you home with me. But don't you worry about my boyfriend. He's a boy whose name is Victorino. I don't want him. Couldn't stand him. He was oh no God. good. So I now come on. Oh what was God. I supposed to do? He was out of town and his two friends were so fine. His two friends were so fine. Oh, so these guys are her boyfriend's friends and they're like, you should use your body for fun. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I don't really, I don't like my, I can't stand my boyfriend anyway. If you don't like your boyfriend, break up with him. Break up with him, Macarena. There's, there's been a lot of Twitter analysis at Kevin Wright stuff tweeted, but don't you worry about my boyfriend. He's a boy whose name is Victorino. I don't want him, couldn't stand him. He was no good. So I ha 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 ha. He wants to know, does that mean she killed Victorino? No, it means she slept with his friends. Both of them. Yeah, I don't think she's a murderer, but... Maybe she murdered two, but you don't really have to murder someone when you sleep with two of their friends. Yeah, because you're murdering their heart, and you're murdering... I mean, this is a guy who's going to be hurt. I mean, he's coming back from a nice... I don't know, maybe he went to help his dad out in the hospital, you know? Yeah. And then he comes back and catches Macarena with his two best friends. And she's like, I never liked you anyway. I mean, that's a nightmare. And she laughs in his face. They said, why don't you have some fun with your body? And I was like, yeah, I got nothing else going on. For some reason, thinking about the Macarena and just not getting to dance the Macarena didn't fill me with a lot of sorrow. 
And I usually judge a lot of these decisions on this show based on loss. And I just don't feel like I'm missing out on a lot if I never dance again, but I can still kind of shimmy and groove. That's not really dance, right? Dancing is just moving your body. I don't know, Aaron. Think about sometimes you have that little toe point. Oh, yeah. Lindsay likes a dance I do in which I point my big toe forward. <laughs> it's just it's just toe pointing. And I have to say, it's a very good dance. I would be I would personally be very sad to lose that one. That's a dance. I'm more upset about like the life moments I would miss out on, like dancing at at weddings or, you know, whatever sort of jubilees may present themselves to me in my in the course of my life. That would be very sad to not be a part of all of that. So I'm going to say to deal with like the years of like FOMO therapy. <laughs> Which I specialize in, by the way. Oh, that's one of my F- areas. FOMO therapy. Uh-huh. FOMO tea. But also I would have to fill my life with other pleasures. You know, I would have to find other hobbies or things that I could do that could really like fill that big hole in my life of physical uh, expression. I'm going to say $3 million, $3 million American feels like it would help me find other hobbies and um, help me with my mental health. Wow. So I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to stick with 3 million. This is, um, this is really interesting. I feel like this is, we've flipped here. I, cause for me, it's like, I'm thinking 220 million. It really is like what I was saying earlier, it's cutting off this like base human instinct to yeah. move your body pre-language. Uh, you know, you're feeling something and you move to it. And cause I, I think dancing is a pretty, it's pretty broad. I think it encompasses grooving. I think it encompasses shimmying encompasses pointing your toe and doing a little a little toe <laughs> thing so i think it might be extreme extreme so it's going to be a very high price for me that's respectable i respect it well i gotta tell you guys i give it some thought i think the reason it's not bothering me as much is because i'm a musician so my relationship with music is always very physical but it's if i hear music playing i want to grab a guitar or drums or perform in some manner that is not dance as much as it is accompaniment. So for that reason, I think I could do two and a half million dollars maybe just so that I can hire people to dance for me when I feel a little blue and they want to see a big toe just jet right out there. <laughs> or if I want to see someone dance the Macarena as I talk to them about maybe checking their privilege. Wow. <laughs> just some personal dancers. Let's see what the audience had to say. <laughs> The highest $10 million. Oh, wow. I was way out. Which is reasonable. But the interesting thing is low is $1. It's a person who's just, that would be their dream. They're like, no dancing. Yes. So tired of dancing. They wrote, I wouldn't be able to do the dancing one. I'd need super low stakes in case I fuck up. All right. Oh, do they mean that like they're afraid that if they ask for a hundred million dollars and suddenly a song comes on and they're like, ooh, oh. and then they've lost all of that money? Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. That's how they think it works. Yeah. One person, another person here put a million dollars and said, I don't consider myself much of a dancer, but I did have a blast tearing up the dance floor at a wedding this past weekend. So that's changing my view a bit. I think a million would make it worth it. Wow. I'm glad they had fun at the wedding. Me too. I love that for them. A little over 60% of our listeners put less than $100,000. Interesting. Your listeners are not dancing. It's not a dancing audience, I guess. It's more of a listening group. 
I guess fewer that's true. dancing queens and much more singing Steves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see you yeah, that. Sure. Your voice is going up in higher pitch symbolizes to <laughs> oh. me that you loved what I said. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I can see. Really liked it. <laughs> you want to ask question three in whatever this new character is? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. What's your price to only wear clothing made exclusively by you? I'll say it in regular voice. <laughs> What's your price to only wear clothing made exclusively by you? You're making your own clothing forever. Are you two handy, crafty folks? I have a crafty streak. What are you crafting? What are you, what are you crafting up? Well, I don't craft much. The Well, actually, I've been working on a stop motion, some stop motion stuff. And you Whoa. have to like create all the little, cool. it's just like flat, like paper, like construction paper stop, stop motion. But I'm pretty good at it. But also there was a time in my life when I like was a clay worker. I made like clay jewelry and clay like plant holder pots type of things. Cool. And I like sold them at markets and shit. Oh my God. What was your like name, your clay making name? Oh God. (laughs) I love that you forgot your own name. This is a long time ago. This is a very long time ago. I had an Instagram for it and everything that is now defunct. Ugh. But yeah, I can't fucking remember. That's really funny. Okay, so you're kind of handy. A little, a little crafty. Can you make stuff, Aaron? I'm very artsy with my hands on a computer, but I don't know if I'm very good with textiles. I do sew from time to time. Like I like to, I, I get really excited when there's a, a, a tear in some clothing. I love to sew it up poorly but I feel like a man and that's what I need. But I wouldn't say that I am somebody who's going to thrive in this situation. Yeah. I don't know textiles. I don't know the rules of good stitching, but one could learn. Igor, are you a handy? (laughs) Are you a little hando? Uh, No. Are you a hando Calrissian? Oh, okay. I like that. I like that one. That was good. No, I mean, I've been traditionally horrible. This is an interesting thing, though, this question, because I also hate shopping for clothes. So having to make my own clothes might be cool from like a, I'd be like, well, I guess I got to figure this out. And I might make a new style and it could be like kind of a potato bag style. You're bringing the sack back. Bringing the sack back. I like rough feels, you know, I, I like a rough textile feel. So... It might be nice to just have my own line of really weird stuff. You're going to have to, like, learn how to loom, whatever that means, or to weave. You don't have to loom, loom, because you don't have to, like, make your own fabrics, do you? Because that changes this entirely. No, no me. way. I think you, can, you can buy your fabrics. It's to wear clothing made by you, so you can probably buy your yarns and your stitches. <laughs> Are we agreeing that you have to buy the fabric you would buy the fabrics. You'd buy like big pieces of fabric, right? And then you would stitch it together. Into... Okay, but it can't be cut. It can't be cut to measurement. You have to do all of the the cutting and draping. I took a costume class in college. Wait, so you really know you could do this? Well, I wasn't particularly good at it, but I did the basics. Lindsay, yeah. if you were to do this task, would you not only make clothing for yourself, but would you make matching clothing with the extra fabric for your dog? A hundred percent. That would be the biggest part of it, I think, for me is like, would would this design also fit Bagel, my dog? You guys, I, I just freaked out. 
because I, I remembered shoes. Is shoes clothing? I think shoes are clothing. Yeah. Wow. That really changes things for me. You got to bind your feet in fine linens. (laughs) I feel like it's really hard to make shoes. It's really hard to make shoes. You're going to have to hire two people to roll out any color carpet you choose in front of you at all times to walk on. So you just you've just given up on the making your own. You're not even gonna try. I've I've given up on making the other clothing. I'll wear all my clothes, but I want to be barefoot and just whatever price I give, I want two people rolling out a carpet for me wherever I go. (laughs) Extravagant. I like it. Even on a hike. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I gotta have an orthopedic in there because you know these feet. I you know my arches aren't the healthiest arches. These feet aren't made for walking. No, they really are not made for much. I actually, I have a friend who started as like a fun thing, started making a lot of her own clothes and they're oh. cute, but she also started making her own shoes. Yo, you're saying this bitch cobble? Yeah, does yeah, she? she cobbling. She's straight up cobbling, but she buys the sole and then she like nails, staples the leather over it. Oh, okay. Or whatever she's making it out of canvas or whatever she's, however she's doing that. So you need materials, you need education and you need time. And lots of tools, hella tools. And a, a workshop. If, yeah, like, yeah. if you accept this, this is now your new life. Like, this is your career. You're a Geppetto. Whatever podcast you're hosting, you got to say bye because it's all closed. You got a new full-time job. Yeah. Why? We we do this naked. Nobody can tell. That, that wouldn't change. That's true. And both of you look fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's time-consuming. You have to learn so much, but it could also be really cool. Like the clothes that you design for yourself could be super badass. Yeah. And just like, sometimes it's hard to find a thing you like at the store. You never have to worry about that shit again. You're making exactly what you want. What if it takes off? Like, what if now other people are like, wait, I like this. Sorry, that's a business right there. (laughs) And you'll forget the name of the business many years later. You will. You won't remember (laughs) it. It was a big part of your life and then just gone from your brain. (laughs) I'm going to say $100 million. The money for materials, the workshop, the time, because you're not going to be doing anything else with your time while you're learning how to do this desperately, and the education. I think you have to travel the world meeting the, the, the you know, you spent three years in a residency learning to be a master cobbler, and then you spent a few years learning how to be making Dutch clogs so that you can also wear those. Then you spend a few years learning how to make vests from the vest, the vest people of Norway, hats from the hatters of Brixton, vests from the vestiers of Portugal. It's a beautiful, you've really made this into a journey. Yeah, it's international. Boxers from the Boxington Academy of Northshire. Sure. sure. And finally, oh. sunglasses from the Visage Collective Society International of Italy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good, good. (laughs) Those are all the places that Aaron knows. And those are all places that you're going to spend time really learning your craft. (laughs) And when you're done, you will be able to make and wear your own clothing per the show's query. When you say yes to this, like let's say you say yes. Okay, you get the money. And then do you have to right away be naked, right? Yeah, you have to toss all the old clothes? Straight away. So I feel like that's the most interesting part is like from the moment of saying yes to then figuring out all that you're going to be basically like wearing sheets or something. At first, you're going Greek. You're going Greek at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be togas only. Toga. 
Yeah. Which, honestly, togas look very, especially in the summer, seems like a great way to go. A breezy toke. Kind of don't mind this idea. So I'm going to go 11. I'm going to go 11 million. And I think just settle into my new crafty lifestyle. And maybe this is finally what's going to push me to break through my blocks and reveal a whole new side of myself. I've been wanting to say for this whole episode, you'd look good in a toga. That's something you've been wanting to say since the beginning? Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I like the ancient Greeks and Romans, so that's, that's really cool. You'd look good in a toga. What can I say? Thank you, Aaron. I'll second that. Nope. I believe it. It's huge. And Rob, whenever you want to email me about that, I, I would appreciate that. Does it make you uncomfortable <laughs> that we are both naked as the day we were born talking to you about wearing a uh, toga? Not at all. I actually think both of you being naked helps me to feel more comfortable. And I think that you've given me the confidence to be naked. See, that's why we do this. It's to give other people confidence and comfortability. It's working. You know, like they say when you're on stage, just imagine everyone in their underwear. This is basically us doing that for you. And taking the underwear off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank, exactly. thank you both. I was really nervous, but seeing both of you nude and it seems like maybe you've even oiled up a little or maybe you're naturally a little sweaty. I, I don't really know, but obviously it looks great. Just thank you. I wake up oiled. I'm very nervous to be talking to you right now. So this is all just... Um, a schwitz. My glands. <laughs> Bit of a just gland schwitz. A glandular reaction. $20 million. There we go. Hey, look, I got to have a great workshop. I think that like the space where I'm building my crafts is going to be really important. And then, you know, I'm also thinking that eventually this is like an initial investment. I would like to sell my designs at some point, but also have something to land on should my designs fall out of fashion. So that's where my 20 million comes from. It's a 10 million to start and a 10 million to (laughs) retire on. It's a full business plan. I can see. I bet the clay stuff went well because that's thought through. Yeah, the clay stuff did not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I made finger art. Okay. (laughs) I made literal finger necklaces that just were a single finger a single finger and that didn't take off and finger earrings you know i was really popular in the queer community fingers are a big deal why sex stuff you know you put them in places and people love it where do you put them wherever you want to that's the joy of being an adult (laughs) you can have people put them wherever you want you can't put your finger wherever you know what i mean ask ask always ask Speaking of consenting adults, let's look at what the consenting audience had to say to get them to consent to the pay. The high is $50 million, which only wear clothing made by you. Okay, reasonable. The low, the low is $10,000. $10,000. That's, that's so low. That's so low. And a very interesting split here. About a quarter of our audience was under 100000 Half of our audience was over a million. This is very, this is a very contentious spread. One listener named Andrea put $10 million and said, really steep learning curve for making clothes. Like I wouldn't be able to go skiing as I couldn't make that clothing. Very good point. That is a point and a half. I didn't even think about that. How are you going to make a day parka? No, you were giving everyone the cold shoulder that day. Ooh. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, you would have to like make your own. You might need to like skin a wolf. Tough choices here. Okay, let's do a little something I like to call a would you rather moment. So of the three things that we discussed today, you have to do one of them. You get to pick, but which of them do you do? Do you make the clothes? Do you never dance? Or do you do the yogurt thing? 
And this is for no money? This is for the amount that you said you would. Oh, I see. You got to do the one thing. You got to take one home and call it a Jeremy. For me, it's the clothes. I've always wanted to like, I, I just think like, what would it be like to work with my hands? You know, it, it just seems so romantic. Totally. You can live that artisan life. I'm a clothes, I'm clothes too. To me, that sounds kind of fun and amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going with dance. <laughs> you hate dancing. I didn't say that, but I can lose dancing for a lot of money. <laughs> I could do that. Igor, I don't know if you know this, but we like to give awards at the end. Oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah, it's a big, big moment. And I'll kick things off with the Cheap Charlie Award. And do you need my address for the delivery? Or Well, unfortunately for you, the Cheap Charlie Award today goes to Lindsay at $43 million. She needed the least to do everything. I'm raising the roof right now. Does that count as dancing? Does raising the roof count as dancing? That's a dance. That's a dance. Oh, yeah. You did it in middle school. Wow. And then we have another award, the Big Spender Award, at $231,170,000 as Igor. (laughs) Hi. Thank you. You'll find me in my Bentley. (laughs) Naked in a toga, not dancing to the music. And vomiting up my yogurt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With real bowel issues. And then Igor. Yeah. We're going to part ways a little bit soon. I hate to break it to you, but I want to ask if there's anything that you want anyone listening to know about that you're doing or where they can find you and all that stuff. Yes, you can find me playing pickleball and anytime that I'm not playing pickleball. Yeah, I mean, if you are interested in if this life coach thing, if that's something that's been interesting to you, and if there's some challenge in front of you or something new that you want like a lot of a lot of people I work with are they've got like some new business that they're starting so I have a client that has like a queer publishing company another client who has her own fitness company another client who started a social media like um, branding agencies this kind of stuff so if there's something going on and you want to take it to the next level say hi to me at how are you thinking about at gmail.com I also have a podcast called how are you thinking about And you can check out my weird dances at Igor Hiller on Instagram. That's amazing. I think from a firsthand perspective, we can say you've done a lot for our relationship today. You two seem the closest I've ever seen. You are vibing. I don't know where Lindsay ends and I begin. Yeah, this connection is strong. It's a perfect blob. Mm -hmm. A blobfish. We are quite the blob, but you know what's not a blob? You know, it's razor sharp, crystal clear is what a great, great guest you were today. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. And it really, it made me think and and you've stretched my mind tonight. Thank you. It shows. It really shows. (laughs) Igor, thanks a lot. We'll see you on the pickleball rink. Yeah, that's as as we call it. Yeah. See you there. Pickle field. (laughs) Or as they like to call it, mini basketball. Oh God, no. We need to show this guy sports. <laughs> Lost cause a long time ago. Thanks, man. That was fun. Thanks, Igor. Thank you, guys. Ring, 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 ring. Who's there? It's me. It's Aaron calling Lindsay to ask if you feel as life coached as I do right now in this hizzy. Oh, I feel so coached up right now. I can't even tell you. 
Lens, you're right as rain. It is such a blast making this show, and you know who we do it for? We do it for you. You, sitting there and listening. You know what we really love is when you play along. So come do it. Come play along. Run as fast as you can to your nearest browser and let us know your worth. We're always putting up new polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter for reminders and updates. While you're at it, friendly PSA is always that you can find transcriptions for today's episode and all past episodes over at the Human Values website. Again, that's humanvaluespodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, or if you just like the show, spread the word. We would really appreciate it so dang much. If you mention Human Values Pod on Instagram or TikTok, or if you leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app, and maybe leave us a rating while you're there, maybe we'll choose you for a shout out in a coming show. Linz, I have this map in front of me. I can't quite tell where we are. Where are we? The map is upside down, Aaron. Flip it over. Oh, look. Yep, we're at the credits. It's true. And we're your hosts, Lindsay Hicks and Aaron Rubin Corny. Special thanks to our guest this week, Igor Hiller. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Rubin Corny. Hey, that's you. Our editor is Andrew Sims, and our music is by Omer Benzi. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode were expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values host, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. In short, when in doubt, please don't listen to us. Human Values is a human content production. Human Values.